information sharing in government governance reforms in areas with maximum interface with public and those that in that impinge on public welfare lead to considerable improvements in efficiency and delivering good governance to fulfill its multifarious responsibilities in an economical efficient and effective manner the government needs to be consultative participatory and inclusive of views of all stakeholders such an approach enables a government to deliver outputs that are desired and meant for the larger good of maximum populace an all stakeholder collaboration promoting growth and development is a critical part of the mandate of governments which also bear the responsibility of delivering services especially in the areas of education healthcare public utilities such as supplying of water and electricity delivering on law and order providing an investment friendly business environment to name a few to achieve the above objectives governments undertake policy formulation that guides the activities contributing to the ideals of growth industrial development livelihoods human development efficient service delivery rural development including provision of clean drinking water and sanitation and so on to fulfill its multifarious responsibilities in an efficient and effective manner the government needs to function collaboratively with all the stakeholders such an approach enables the government to deliver outputs that are desired and meant for the larger good of maximum populace for instance to deliver an effective education policy with intended goals of achieving high levels of literacy and widely imparted skills to read write and undertake mathematical calculations and analytical skills of desired standards the government will need to first collate and then share information on the present status on some of the quantitative as well as qualitative parameters under the above mentioned goals such data and evidence once generated will need to be shared with schools colleges and educational boards as part of an institutionalized input taking mechanism it is this data and evidence that will need to be looked at critically and analyzed to understand the shortcomings of the present systems identify root causes and thereafter generate views on improving the system to make this exercise even more effective focused group discussions may also need to be undertaken the inputs received from various stakeholders are collated analyzed and the proposed policy documentation is prepared this is again circulated among the stakeholders and this time feedback is taken on the proposal education policy in this case once the policy has been formulated approved and put into implementation the concerned authority monitors the implementation closely and conducts impact assessment at regular intervals the impact and mid course correction undertaken if any by the authority are again communicated with all the stakeholders such information sharing on a regular basis with stakeholders who could be teachers educationist 
parents, researchers, government officials, local leaders, professionals, industry representatives, and even students would bring collaboration, transparency, and mutual trust in the system and may be constructed as a step toward bringing in good governance. Involves proactive dissemination of information widely. Governments have been aware of the need for information sharing and transparency to deliver on good governance. Unified District Information System for Education, for instance, is a government-led education management information system. On key school-level indicators, it generates report cards on each school every year and also publishes district and state-level data. The vision behind introduction of the system was to improve learning outcomes and enhance the capacity of stakeholders to use information as a tool for demanding accountability. In a case study of Karimnagar district in Telangana, state of India, class 10th results improved through regular monitoring of the relevant indicators, building accountability of teachers and the education-related officials, and thereby improving service delivery. Results in the district improved from 66% pass in class 10th in 2001 to 89% pass in 2004. On similar lines, children working as labor were brought into mainstream education in Karimnagar district through information sharing and promoting transparency in the system. Over a period of two years, 2001 to 2003, the number of children out of school reduced from over 50,000 to less than 1,000. The district administration started the process of information sharing through printing pamphlets with village-wise details of children out of school and sharing these with the village teachers, local leaders, self-help groups and local officials. With this information sharing came transparency followed by activity and by various stakeholders to contact the out-of-school children, those engaged as child labor and motivate them to come back to school. It was through a strategic mix of various activities including close monitoring and participative approach with stakeholders that the district administration achieved its goals of reducing child labor to a minimum. The case study was later part of an ILO manual on convergence strategies for eradication of child labor. Reactive bridging of information gap. In a more recent example of information sharing and Promoting transparency during the lockdown period in India due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Department for Promotion of Industry and Internal Trade DPIIT, Ministry of Commerce and Industry, Government of India took the decision to set up a control room. The, pur the purpose was real-time monitoring of the status of one manufacturing, transportation and delivery of essential commodities to common man and to the difficulties being faced by various stakeholders in the business ecosystem during the lockdown period. The goal was to resolve these difficulties through coordination with state governments and ministers. Multiple rounds of interaction were held, were held through phone calls and emails with the concerned businesses, state governments and ministries. Further, this information was shared with concerned ministries and states for resolution of the issues and ensure smooth supply of essentials. To maintain quality of services, a system to monitor actual resolution on ground was also added. Through daily feedback calls to the complaints, 
the the complaints complainants requesters and further understand whether redressal re redressal had taken place the control rooms proactive response and real time feedback monitoring and shared a resolution rate of 73% of all queries logged in at that same time invest india india's investment facilitation a national agency working with dpiit established a business immunity platform designed as a comprehensive resource to help businesses and investors get real time updates in, on india's response to covid-19 this dynamic platform maintained a regular pulse on developments in the control of the virus provided the latest information on various central and state government initiatives gave access to special provisions and resolved business related queries through emails and mobile messaging platforms this intervention was a boon for businesses that were looking for authentic and real time information and guidance during the pandemic another powerful tool for information sharing and promoting transparency in governance in india has been the right to information act under the provisions of rti act any citizen of india may request information from a public authority a body of the government or instrumentality instrumentality of state which is required to reply expeditiously or within 30 days In case of matters involving a petitioner's life and liberty the information has to be provided within 48 hours it aims to underline a practical regime of right to information for citizens to secure access to information under the control of public authorities in order to promote transparency and accountability in the working of every public authority There are many examples of provisions under RTI being used by stakeholders to access critical information from central and state governments related to development works for instance and promote interventions for public welfare as well as bring down corruption in the system. Technology led transparency the champions of change platform for aspirational districts has been introduced by niti aayog to enhance functionality of automated data quality reports which would enable the district manage magistrates dist- district collectors to take c- corrective action wherever required taking resort to 49 key performance indicators 81 data points that have been identified in a consultative manner with the ministries across sectors of focus a ranking of districts has been evolved this ranking is dynamic and reflects the incremental delta improvement made month on month the portal provides real time monitoring and ranking of districts This program is aimed at an overall transformation of the district using mass movement approach. Its key area of focus is on health and nutrition, education, agriculture and water resources, financial inclusion and skill development and basic infrastructure. At the same time, the government proposed to enact Electronic Delivery of Services EDS bill to make it mandatory for every government organization to deliver public services in electronic mode after a certain cut-off date. This would require each ministry department to identify the list of citizen centric services to be delivered through electronic means along with the delivery channels.
Stipulated timelines and service levels. Each ministry is expected to assess its re readiness and accordingly fix the timelines for mandatory electronic services delivery. India's global real estate transparency index ranking has improved by one notch to 34 in the year 2020 as a consequence of regulatory reforms, better market data and green initiatives according to a property consultant. Further structural reforms such as the Real Estate Regulation and Development Act 2016, RIDA, RERA, GST, Benami Transaction, Prohibition Amendment Act 2016, Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code IBC and Digitization of Land Records also bring greater transparency in a sector that has largely been unregulated till a few years back. Drawing inspiration from the state's Karnataka government's Bhumi program used information technology to provide farmers with land documents. The land records were computerized, enabling farmers to get their land records quickly from kiosks. Land record act as a proof of land property or lease and therefore this intervention of information sharing on land records in Karnataka ensures that the farmers do not face any issues. Similarly, the, Telang the Telangana Municipal Act 2019 aims at sweeping reforms aimed at transparency and cutting down on physical touch points with regulatory authorities to facilitate building and layout approvals. Property tax assessment self-declaration based 100% online time-bound building permission system called the Telangana State Building Project's approval system based on self-certification. This promises to bring instant approvals for up to 600 square yards and within 21 days for plot size beyond and for layout approvals. International Leading Practices To look at a global example of government, governments that promote information and transparency as tools of good governance, the names of countries such as Canada, Denmark and Norway come to the fore. Canada has the Employment and Social Development Canada that provides open access information on how the taxpayers' money is spent. Development plans and priorities are shared as also the results of the plans vis-a-vis -vis the expectations below is a snapshot of the stakeholder collaboration and communication strategy adopted in Canada. Similarly, Denmark, one of the least corrupt countries in the world has a high degree of accessibility of informa to information on public expenditures commitment to open data systems and even a scheme for whistleblowers within the Danish Ministry of Justice. Norway as well has a culture for open data which contributes to efficiency in expenditure value creation and better services. Media Governance Ethos, Values and Integrity if media has to play the role of actor as well as a conduit in the process of governance, then it is needed to reinvent it to ensure accountability to public. Thereby, it may evolve and adopt a balanced set of values into practice, which may be considered as public value. Integrity shall be achieved if both media governance and mediated governance revive public accountability while translating the ideas of public philosophy into public values. 
the last few decades have witnessed the changes and reforms in public policies and its implementation across the world these changes may have different trajectories as there are different systems of government and adjoining programmatic interventions but overall one may encounter changes in strategies that have enabled governments to encourage and invite diverse actors and stakeholders to participate in the process of service delivery and governance it also amounts to bearing responsibilities and sharing credit for success and blame for failures in the governance process Indian media sector too witnessed significant changes as a result of governance policies during the last four decades with the rise of 24/7 news cycle television channels newspapers both english and regional social media emergence of platform based economy mobile telephony and advancement in digitization processes thereby transforming into a more competitive and more vulnerable economy of media production and delivery that subsequently have changed the landscape of media in india amid this burgeon yawning media landscape partha sara sarthi highlights the need to recognize the regulatory organizational and cultural conditions under which the media economy has emerged and constituted by decisions and decision making whereas considering the complex terrain in which the media economy operates we recognize that this intent is neither necessarily coherent nor imposed by a single set of forces or actor at the same time however contested negotiable or contingent to operative context of the media economy that may be its daily practice is clearly established through a set of conscious actions those actions invariably reflect the imperative of actors both formal and informal seeking to establish particular interest within the overall constitution of the sector therefore this constitution is a product of both configuration of forces and evolving body of formal and informal rules although there have been profound developments in the domain of government media and the areas of their conjecture over past few decades even then we know very little about their nature of engagements further we have very less knowledge about how the interaction between media and the state is subsequently shaping the public policy media industry social media ethos and the last but not the least governance processes at present we only have some scattered accounts of bureaucratic strategies in hands of depicting the influence of communication media over behaviors of actors experts in governance as das and parthas and parth parthasarthi comment that the shifts in media policy engulfing india since 1991 have been guided neither by the creation of the necessary knowledge nor by market related institutions instead they are guided by a policy framework on the part of the state that can best be described as one of the strategic neglect as a consequence there is extensive fragmentation at all levels in the structure of policy making in the media and communication industry media policy making is being conducted without adequate input from independent quarters outside the government and industry a cursory look at the members of various government and public private committees set up to formulate or review aspects of media policy in different sectors over the last decade shows this quite clearly 
such advisory and or decision making body bodies usually are constituted by representatives from relevant ministries head of trade bodies and senior management from media firms it is rare to see civil society representation unless to unless the committee explicitly deals with the social sector and academia is consistently conspicuous by its absence there is a lack of concerted concerted efforts to measure or evaluate the rational relevance and impact of projects from independent quarters in case where policy evaluation processes are undertaken these while rarely being transparent are short of systematic and consistent mechanisms for obtaining informed inputs the reasons for poor pre-policy and consultative processes are multiple first and foremost protocols for consulting outsiders are knee-jerk or ad hoc and in the absence of streamlined protocols outsiders who get heard are the dominant voices those having powerful means for or other avenues of advocacy this in turn reinforces the impression that these outsiders represent the vested interest second when specialized professionals are involved in policy making they are usually solicited for a single issue inputs rarely are they required to sustain their interaction to either confront trade offs or to respond to objections from divergent propose for propositions last but not the least there is no systematic mapping of stakeholders associated with a policy measure which tends to give the impression that every policy and announcements has only opponents as much as this is true the graver consequence is that policy options are being weighed without the input of different viewpoints and possibilities let alone among interest neutral competencies the governance system reflect the extent to which actors both formal and informal have imbibed the values corresponded to them by the pervasive media institutions no matter what has been laid in the agenda of government execution of plans and policies need to take place in accordance to ideas shaped by dominant media institutions besides post 1990s public institutions have experienced an abrupt shift in values as ideas drawn from private market sector in no time have been imposed onto public sector suddenly government bodies have been reinvented to work more like a private enterprise thereby adapting new management style of working while emphasizing on performance measurement profitability and public private partnership thus marking the shift from government to governance during early 2000s the and especially after the advent of internet there were hopes that advancement in field of information and communication technology and easy availability of media platforms shall fill in the gaps of policy making processes create uh, the spaces for deliberation and encourage participative governance while promoting networks of public and streamline the governance arrangements and substitute for some the losses in policy making as earlier encountered due to the lack of transparency and equal participation contrary to the said expectations communicative abundance has turned out as an apparent paradox between governance systems and their publics 
communicative abundance has neither questioned the values of those who would govern the institutions nor has added values to public sphere for the public to utilize in challenging their governing institutions therefore the critics have aptly suggested that media has failed miserably to create effective governance the troubles with decision making are some overt examples of politics and media taization the style of media intervention in matters of governance suggest that instead of utilizing information for hosting constructive deliberations media is allegedly using it as an instrument of abuse in governance processes so as to maintain its control over the agenda it is a proven fact that governance is not an easy affair further inherent differences within societies make it more complex therefore availability of diverse sorts of media was encouraged to streamline the communication but instead of permitting the smooth flow of information the existing communication gap is exploited as an opportunity to reassert position at par with political and administrative elites Earlier in the era before governance the values of public institutions were being made to compromise by the partition politics and ideological style of working by government leadership now the set set of values are being influenced upon by immediacy of media actors we often have something or else to say about the values also along with values the idea of integrity is evoked which in its simplest notion means practice of being consistent and manifesting uncompromising adherence to the values further in most of the situations values themselves are not properly described nor we have certainty about what they imply in general or in particular thus the chances are higher that people may or may not understand the interpretations and the actions involved while invoking a particular set of values therefore the concept is vague and often taken for granted by governments organizations institutions etc without deciphering the actual stakes and consequences associated with values here the solution in hand to this problem will not merely be resolved by identifying a suitable set of values for governments organizations institutions etc and subsequently adopting them to carry out the core functions also nor by any media means the agenda is to prepare a rigid value checklist and thereby staunchly adhering to them and endorsing them like words of gospel the intent and purpose to uphold values is to stimulate self reflexive rigor among governments organizations institutions etc so that the professional stakeholders public etc representing these establishments can be brought on to common platforms for value deliberations and for carrying out effective governance it would be impossible here as well as slightly beyond the scope to summarize all the nonsense nuisance of media governance although we have so far substantially discussed that how contemporary governance has been thoroughly adopting the norms and values set by the media actors are bowing to the pressure of media and opting media directed routines than to govern effectively in this scenario keeping high hopes of probity in governance is futile if environment is not condu- conducive enough to extend the enabling values required for accountable governance measures
years. Mere governance is not enough. Governance reforms will turn into passive rhetoric if other described conditions are not being made fit. And media governance, if not fundamental, then certainty, a crucial aspect which can't be ignored. As Price and <coughs> Verhulst suggest, the understanding between media and governance can be explored by three meanings, which is worth quoting. Governance through media, governance of media, and governance as affected by media. These three meanings are self-explanatory. Governance through media means utilizing media arms of governments such as PIB, BOC, Prasar Bharti, Autonomous Body, etc. Strategically, for the purpose of bringing desired behavioral changes and, in, and influencing the decision-making of groups so as to bring positive reinforcements, governance of media shall include larger questions of media law, policy regulation, and self-regulation in the country. Lastly, governance as affected by media at first glance puts forward several intriguing and complex interpretations interpretations but all these interpretations are aimed at nothing more than creative and communicative media institution but what these explanations of media governance has been lacking or neglecting are the questions of values if one dwells deep into these explanations we may find that these explanations are upholding varying values suggesting partial difference to extreme polarity thus hindering the value equilibrium as a result, certain values dominate over others and some seem more legitimate than others. While some are given undue leverage to meet the partition interest, in this transaction of values where few values are elevated from remaining few, one can never even imagine to obtain a consensus in processes of governance nor can expect a fair trade-off during decision-making. Therefore, if media has to play the role of actor as well as a conduit in the process of governance, then it is highly needed to reinvent it to ensure accountability to public. Thereby, it may evolve and adopt a balanced set of values into practice which may be considered as public value. The idea of rigid value checklist and staunchly adhering to them doesn't suffice for the integrity. Rather, integrity shall be achieved if both media governance and mediated Governance revive public accountability while translating the ideas of public philosophy into public values. Hence, the need arises to use public values as instruments of governance by public as well as media institutions to reassure effective governance in society.